My brain's splitting off in so many different directions. My brain's splitting off in so many different. My brain's splitting off in so many different directions that no one has the answers to. <laughs> my dad was a shrink. Certain things upset me. My dad was a shrink. Certain things upset me. My dad was a shrink. things upset me. What's the furthest star and then what's beyond the furthest star? What's the furthest star and then what's beyond the furthest star? What's the furthest star and then what's beyond the furthest star? Questions that no one has the answers to. I'm Jeremy Greer. And I'm Gary Butterfield. And this is Days of Future Cast, and we have moved on, Gary. We're done with X-Force. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're doing an entirely different series. Yes. <laughs> it's called Ecstatics, um, and it features all the characters from X-Force. <laughs> <laughs> yep, and the same creative team. Mm-hmm. But they don't have to pay royalties to Cannonball. Finally. So, yep, and Keeble. Um, We got new costumes. Uh, we got, uh, you know, some new team members mm-hmm. coming, mm-hmm. um, as spoiled by the cover, we got Venus de Milo showing up. Who's a super cool design. Yes. Um, you know, we're still reeling from the death of Edie and, uh, it's a new era. We got 26 issues of this bad boy, uh, a five issue dead girl series. If we want to cover it, a two issue Wolverine and dupe yeah. series. If we want to cover it. And that's ecstatics. I would be, um, I will probably read that dead girl. Uh, mm-hmm. series just to check it out and then we can make a decision on whether or not we want to recover for the podcast but at least maybe we'll talk about it for a couple episodes or something but yeah, yeah, yeah. I am as, I am as involved with these characters as I could be with anything so I'm, I want, I'm going to reach out to her all of the stuff so yeah yeah and there's not very much which is interesting yeah you know like brief candles um, this is giant size uh, because we have a backup strip uh, in this one uh, Mike Allred is back on the art and this is a great cover uh, it's done as like a retro giant size X-Men, mm-hmm. you know, cover with the new team bursting out of the old team. Very cool. You know, I love it, which I always like. Um, and, uh, we start off, um, kind of immediately with somebody watching, uh, the very first X-Force mission, mm-hmm. um, here with, uh, with Zeitgeist, uh, saying, you know, I think I may hate this team. You know, I had just gotten used to the new X-Force. And then these new guys went and changed the whole thing. Uh, obviously, this is meta. Um, and this person is very upset about Yugo Girl getting killed. Yeah. They've done the unforgivable. Um, and there's, like, you can immediately see some, like, creepiness happening. When, like, this sounds a little, uh, this may sound a little weird, but in many ways, Edie was my first girl. Um, apart from my mother, she was the first girl to speak to me nicely. Like, and as we see this person's room, like they have a projector that's projecting an image of Edie onto his wall. And there's just, the, the room is filled with like X-Force paraphernalia and images and things. Um, mm-hmm. And this kid is exactly that. Like he's wearing like, you know, tall socks and shorts and a t-shirt. <laughs> like he, he looks very much like mm-hmm. a teenage boy during in all this. Yeah. Cuts his own hair. Um, and he's got uh, an X-Force shirt and, uh, you know, he talks about how he's always going to love Edie and he's always going to hate Guy Smith for letting her die. Yeah. Uh, and we cut over to his mom uh, coming in. Uh, we we get learn his name. It's Arnie. Uh, he's like, it's your favorite. Um, and we can see something's wrong. Um, you know, she's like, I forget. And he's like, how can you tell it's my favorite if you don't know? And then she remembers. Uh, she says it's fish pie. Um, and something's going on here. We don't know what. 
um, and we see his face, his face is like, like half melted. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's got this like really scarred up. He looks like a Charles Burns illustration. Um, mm-hmm. like he's from uh black hole. Yeah. Okay. A little bit. Uh, one of those characters. Uh, and he, again, he says, you know, my mother gave me life, but Edie saved my life. Yeah. And his mother looks like distressed, like extremely worried oh, yeah. and, and, and frantic. Um, she hasn't slept in weeks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and from here we go to Guy Sawyer kind of just like, just blanking out in the middle of a mission. Like there's this giant missile coming down and he's thinking about Edie and not really about the fight. And Tyke has to save him. Um, and you mm-hmm. know, guy tries to brush this off. He's like, Oh no, I'm just showboating for the cameras. And he's like, yeah, you almost got yourself killed homie. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. And he's calling him out, like just wondering if, you know, this Russian roulette thing doesn't have a kick anymore. And that's why you're trying to kill yourself. Yeah. He says the Russian roulette thing is saying the me- the media made up. Um, whatever happens, we're still Axe Force. Uh, and he goes, actually, you know, we're not. Um, and they're trying, having a hard time remembering what their name was. Like, what was it again? Uh, <laughs> Ecstatics. Um, you know, and we get the, the team, you know, again, just uh, killing terrorists, yep. uh, which generally is what they do. They're deployed to, you know, do things that, uh, you know, the Avengers are worried about doing. Um, we got our splash cage and Good Omens, which is the name of this arc. Um, part one, Eddie, so- Eddie Sawyer saved my life. Yep. Why, um, why doesn't the Avengers, sh- why don't the Avengers show up? That's the whole thing I, I think of when I'm playing Spider-Man and like the Brooklyn bridge is collapsing mm-hmm. into the ocean and I'm looking at the, like I'm in photo mode and like, I can see the a on the tower in the background and I'm like, home where y'all at? <laughs> <laughs> I'm one Space. teenage Spider-Man here. What are you guys doing? <laughs> yeah. I'm not even the adult Spider-Man, <laughs> right? I'm the new Spider-Man. I'm little. I can't even rent I'm a baby. car. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm baby. Um, <laughs> Uh, we cut to the showers where we have a lot of uh, character development, uh, you know, generally in this, sh- in this series, mm-hmm. they talk about how they're going to go. Um, they're going to go choose uh, their new recruit from the, the feeder camp rather than just looking at the reels. Uh, they're after the spike, they're not going to take any more chances. Yeah. Um, um, and you know, nobody has time to do this. Like everybody has other commitments because they're, you know, ecstatics and they have you know commercial agreements that they have to deal with. Um, so they, mm-hmm. they, you know, they keep postponing and he's like, you know, I think dead girl has like a chirogenics thing. And he's like, chirogenics can wait dead girl. We need to get yeah. the team back to full streak. I love cryogenics can wait. Uh, and we, we kind of visit our little conflicts here. You know, uh, she, uh, the, she calls out the anarchist. And he's like, Oh, she's actually talking to me. She's like, I didn't have an objection to talking to you. I just didn't want to sleep with you. And then Billy Bob uh, accuses Vivisector of looking down at his, his junk. He goes, I was looking for the soap. He's like, that ain't where the soap's kept, man. You know, uh, <laughs> kind of pushing this. And like the team is, you know, again, kind of falling apart. Yeah. Uh, this team does not, uh, does not do, do well. Um, and his monologue continues like, you know, we may not be your average team of mutant heroes, but if you want a team that represents the commercialized, globalized brand obsessed world we live in, you don't have to look any further than, Instead of aesthetics, it's O Force, uh, Solomon O'Sullivan's uh, prefabricated team. He's making for a reality show. And um, tonight's mutants are Overkill, Orchid, Opto Man, and Ozone. And you mentioned yep. this, I think, in the last episode or the one before that of just how great 
all of these little one-off mutants are like just how entertaining they are and they don't show up like they don't have a whole lot of character development like it's just a design and they're all very very good um Mm -hmm. and they've there there's like a whole ranking system on this reality show so they have to go against people like obituary and oracle and oink and orbit and ooze and ocelot who just looks like a that's great (laughs) just a sad cover of like cover with fur like sad eyes that's hilarious um obituary is really scary too obituary is extremely (laughs) scary yeah uh it's a scary name for a superhero uh Um, i like so basically you get the idea yeah oracle is great the uh you get the idea basically that they uh they vote for who's going to be the next member of the team mm-hmm. and these are percentages and poor orifice whose powers as far as i can tell is they has vertical eyes and a vertical mouth yeah dude. and he's balding um the, the uh so his powers are he's extremely scary looking uh and the implication the lowly three percent right like is are all of his orifices weird yeah you know what like I'm can you imagine having a vertical butthole I mean, you know? I guess I don't think it would be dramatically different. <laughs> no, I mean, I think they are vertical. Yeah. I mean. I don't know. Let me, let me check. <laughs> you want to? <laughs> <laughs> Give me a minute. <laughs> let me get, hold on. I got to find a tape measure. <laughs> yeah. They, 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 um, let me get a system of mirrors real quick. Um, so uh, they're watching this on TV. This is like a reality show. And we cut over to Ecstatics watching it. Um. You know, just like basically these are like real, you know, they're, they're saying like, oh, this, these are other people. We should sue them for basically doing our shtick of like the fake superhero TV superheroes. You know, these are. Yeah. And guy just not believing that people are, that they're into this. They're like, this is so stupid. Like, why are they, why are they excited about any of this? But they are, they're like super entertained by it. Um, mm-hmm. meanwhile yeah. Spike Freeman is like, Hey, uh, we should get that Venus de Milo because like, frankly, we d- we could do with an injection of sex appeal and like of course dead girl is like oh i'm right here and he's like you know like a more mainstream <laughs> sex appeal um and it's it's we're going to talk about this a little bit because like they act like venus de milo is the hottest thing ever and like she's just a mutant I, and it's so like it's she's basically the same proportions as dead girl like it's bizarre to me and very funny that like they yep. they just make it so over the top i i love it, it it's so weird you know, he's like, oh, maybe, you know, maybe you'll get over Edie and fall in love with Dead Girl. He's like, oh, you'd like that, wouldn't you? It'd be good for publicity. Um, I wouldn't do that even if she's the most beautiful woman in the world. And I cut over and it's like, which she probably is. And if you're not reading along, uh, Venus de Milo uh, is like just like a rubber suit mm-hmm. with hair. And then the shoulders uh, where there would be shoulders, there's this, like bubbles of black energy. Like it's an incredibly cool design. We're going to find out that she basically is just that energy and lives in the suit. Yes. You know, which means she could be whatever. Yeah. Like you could be as beautiful as you want to be if you're just energy inside a suit. It just means a beautiful suit. It just means Professor X designed the suit to make it make her look like a hot lady. Like that's what this is. That's exactly. That's literally what happened. And that's (laughs) going to become textual uh, later. And it's really funny. Uh, The arc after this, where it starts being, where we start learning about uh, all of the things Xavier does to make sure mutants can fuck. Super good. Um, Very excited. It's really creepy, dude. Like you like creepy Professor X. Uh, the, the next arc is for you. Um, guy is being standoffish yes. to her because he doesn't want her to replace Edie. Obviously, um, they go to look at the, uh, the fights, um, here and they're taking a look and the, the kind of winner here, the person who's doing really well is this really cool design named corkscrew, uh, who looks like he's made out of this kind of like liquid metal. Yeah. He looks like he's got the cause um, outfit on him from bloodborne, right? Like, yeah, with the, yeah. With the, the tentacle hands. Yeah. 
Um, and he takes it too far. He's doing this fight and he ends up killing one of the recruits. Um, that's not what they're supposed to do. Um, they, so they start doing the cover up, like, oh, the, you know, the lion's going to be that he died during an underground uh, thing. What do we do with Corkscrew? And they say, oh, well, his personality profile matches Codex. He, his mutant gene might have made him unstable. That's where Dupe comes in. Yeah. And uh, I can't remember. I, I don't know what the Dupe translation here is, but he makes a joke. Uh, this is going to be our backup strip where we get to that, which I think is really cool and creepy. I do too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, basically, so the next five days is nothing but a guy looking at and trying to basically interviewing all of these mutants and trying to come up with a reason that he shouldn't get venus de milo and the team and like all of his reasons are bad like she's she's mm-hmm. a teleporter she can heal she can use her powers as a weapon like she's pretty much the perfect person but um that's when he starts having these weird hallucinations hallucinations wow hallucinations mm. where yeah. he starts seeing Evie in the tv um mm-hmm. it starts like kind of hearing her voice and stuff which is going to be going to be happening over the next couple of issues yeah uh you know he basically says we can have her on the team um you know, I can't think of any good reasons not to have her. Uh, and Spike's like, oh, like, you know, what do you think? Like, she's Venus Delightful. And there's this great little bit where he's like, I agree with you. We can't call her that or people will think she's an ice cream flavor, uh, <laughs> which I think is great. Um, they're going to announce the new team member. and They're really excited about the press conference. But when they do it, uh, nobody shows up. Whoops. Um, there's just one person there who's from the uh, X-Fan Weekly who's asking, going to ask a few questions. Um, the reason why is all the press are at uh, O-Force's uh, first mission. Um, and uh, they go to go find a TV because they want to see this. Um, and O-Force is saving a bunch of has-been actors from a uh, like a hotel or something. Yeah. From terrorists. Um, in LA. Which is very much yeah, like terrorist. what we did, um, what the X-Force did like at the beginning of this arc, mm-hmm. right. Or the beginning of this kind of run, right. Like they were saving the, first mission. the boy bands from the terrorists or, or what have you. Like this is specifically set up to make them look good. Yeah. Uh, and they say, Oh, this is clearly a setup. Do you think the public will swallow it? And we go back to Arnie watching, uh, this to see, you know, see what he thinks. Um, and we get a little bit about uh, him and he, uh, you know, so his obsession with Edie, you know, he talks about, uh, he plays his voice message and it's like, this is a Edie Sawyer, a personal message for a special person, Arnie. Um, like he had done one of those call in like merchandise things, yeah. you know, nine, 1999 for a personalized message. He got a cameo, right? Yeah. He totally, he totally got a cameo. He got a cameo for Edie Sawyer. Uh, <laughs> um, and we, we learn about like his history and stuff. He, like he was, you know, he had this face, this fucked up face his whole life. Um, these people, these uh, kids in the town beat the shit out of him. And when he came to his mutant powers came to, um, and he basically says, you know, uh, this town made my life a hell. Now I'm going to make this town hell. Um, this is based on a twilight zone episode uh, called it's a good life, mm-hmm. uh, relatively. Um, and this is a really cool idea for a mutant who has like just dominion over an area like that. Like he just controls everything that happens in this town. Yeah. And, and he's um, a vindictive know, little child, right? So he's, you know, he yeah. is, does it in the worst way imaginable. Um, we switch back over to Guy uh, talking with, with Venus and basically is basically telling her that he's been seeing Edie, hearing her, but she's saying something about Arnie and not using his name. And she's like, why are you telling me this? And he's like, I'm telling you so you can get out of this. Like, we're all fucking crazy. Like, you need to leave. Like, you're too beautiful to be a yeah. part of this. Um, and she's like, okay, I'm not, we're, just come with me. And she teleports them to a house, um, which was her childhood home where her grandparents lived when uh, her, her 
her powers actually manifested the first time and she murdered her entire family. She like burnt them all to death. Um, and like yep. she couldn't control the energy that she has. So she literally obliterated her entire family and you know, she's had eight years of therapy four suicide attempts, manic depression, self-loathing, unable to sleep without drugs that keep the nightmares away. Like she, she, and basically that, that's what convinces guy to be like, Oh, actually you are fucked up enough to be on ecstatics. Like you should, you should yeah. actually be here with us. Yeah. Um, but she presents it as like, if you were looking for reasons, here are some, yeah. he's like, no, 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 we're all, you know, we're all crazy. Join us. Um, and that's the end of the, the main issue. Uh, one of the things I was thinking about with, um, Arnie, did you ever read, uh, ultimate X-Men? Yeah. Uh, there's that really good issue, um, where there's the kid whose mutant power manifest and he just kills everyone around him within like a mile radius. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Um, and then like Wolverine has to go kill him. He's like living in a cage eating, or cave eating like junk food mm-hmm. and stuff. Like that's a really good issue. That's what that reminds me of is that like, you know, every once in a while a mutant is going to be born. That's like this. Yeah. Like they just gotta go, you know? Yeah. There's, there's so um, much room to play in right there. Like thinking back to the, uh, the, the new X-Men issue with, um, Oh my god, I can't remember his name. The, the kid, like that. With the kid, uh, that, that, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah, yeah. Zorn. That's the thing I was trying to come up with. The Zorn kind of yeah. like short story with the, the kid and everything. Like, there's so much room to play in that area of like these kind of weird and sad stories with mutants. So, mm-hmm. uh, um, this is this, followed uh, up. This issue has a backup strip. Yeah. So we have Code X. Um, so they said that you know, hey, Corkscrew. Does, it may not be mentally stable enough for the team, so he's been designated Code X, and Dupe is going to take him to whatever Code X is. Uh, and this is just a really weird and creep. Like, Dupe has always been kind of an enigma up to this point, but he's never mm-hmm. necessarily been, like, scary. Um, even in the, like, Nuff Said issue where, like, we go inside his head, he wasn't, like, terrifying. This is the first time I've been legit creeped out by Dupe, but, like, what in the fuck are you yeah, doing? Yeah. It's super creepy that this is his duty. Yeah. Um, you know, we don't have to go through this page by page, but it's kind of a little bit of like, you know, he, it's a video diary with the, the camera because Dupe speaks, Dupe speak and Corkscrew is uh, being like, hey, you know, this is some kind of initiation test probably. You know, I haven't learned Dupe's language, but he's really cute. Um, and they're going out in the woods where there are these wild horses and camping. Um, and this is basically a test. Um, Dupe is like isolating him. Um, you know, he starts freaking out. He can't take the pressure and he walks away. Um, you know, eventually he hears horses outside of the tent and he starts hearing it as laughing in footsteps. Like it's ecstatics making fun of him or a search party making fun of him. You know, he's like, this whole thing is a prank. There is no codex. No one makes fun of me. Um, and he goes out and he goes on a violent rage. Uh, dupe wakes up and sees this. Um, and it turns out he slaughtered all the horses. Um, and he, he starts out apologizing. He's like, you know, you know, I'm sorry. They were just all around me. I get like this sometimes as a trigger. I get really angry. These things happen. Like they're just horses, you know? And, uh, we see the camera approaching him. Uh, him, he says, Oh, what are you doing? What, what? And then, uh, the next thing is the camera showing uh dupe with an ax. Um, he killed him. There's all this weird blue blood. Yeah, uh, there. And he, so he gives the camera a huge smile right before he turns it off. And like, what in the fuck is happening? Like, this is yeah. I'm actually genuinely curious because I, I haven't read very much further past this, because as you might imagine, like reading this for the first time, like in the, the all of the references and like story that you'd really need context for, like, it just makes no fucking sense whatsoever. But like, I am so want to know what Codex is. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it's just like, you know, certain people, uh, lose their minds, um, about this. And then it's dupes idea, you know, dupes, uh, dupes job to go ax them, like test them and ax them. Uh, you know, I think there's not like a whole lot of development for this. I think it's just supposed to be that it's, you know, dark. It's another aspect of, uh, you know, this being a gross kind of, uh, pipeline here. So. Yeah. And that's it. Um, yeah. The Marvel Unlimited, uh, versions of these have all of the dupe speak columns, like letters to Mm -hmm. the editor in the back. And, um, we don't really have to go through them. I just mentioned them in the past and boy, are comic book fans like super fucking sensitive and <laughs> just so, mm-hmm. just so self-righteous and indignant about anything of their precious, precious 2d art. It's just so aggravating. Yeah. Yep. Uh, a lot of people real mad about the switch, you know, um, you know, just like, Oh, I'll never read your comic again, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and they're, they're being, you know, sarcastic back. There's a really good, uh, you know, thing where like, there's a really long thing about, uh, it's actually positive talking about Edie dying and how it's really bold. And it's like, you know, if Edie dies, you know, she'll stay dead. If Cyclops dies, you know, he'll be back. And the only answer they have is who's Cyclops, <laughs> um, which I think is real good. <laughs> Very funny. Um, yeah, but that's a, that's issue one of ecstatics. We've crossed over. Yep. Um, and yeah, we're going to be back in a couple days with, uh, XZX number two. Yeah. Come join us. Uh, and, uh, good omens. Between now and then go to the Patreon, patreon.com slash monster of the week. Uh, yes. <laughs> nope. Jesus <laughs> Christ, Gary. I'm nope. sorry. No, that's fine. No shit. No, no, just do, just do that one. It's good. Um, like, uh, <laughs> go to patreon.com slash duckfeed TV, uh, episodes early access to the Slack. You guys know the drill. Uh, tell your friends duck stream is coming up. We're going to be covering uh, the mm-hmm. new mutants movie. Uh, which I mm-hmm. don't think is incredible, but I think is a serviceable X-Men movie. So uh, go check that out. You can go rent that or download it in various ways if you want, want to go check that out before we cover it. We'll have uh, mm-hmm. a schedule up for all of that stuff soon. Um, and yeah, we'll be back in a couple of days with Ecstatics number two. 